the shoe with your boys, Jang Money and King Art. and get ready to go in the shoe with your boys, Jang Money and King Art. Welcome to In The Shoe with your boy Jay Money. Mr. Host with the most smoke, your main man, King Art. What's going on, everybody? How you feeling today, man? I'm excited. What you excited about? We'll, we'll talk about it later on, how I cried myself to sleep on Saturday after 31 years. You know, yeah. Bengals finally got that first playoff win, but we'll go in detail on that later on. That we will, that we will, man. Got some exciting new things to talk about. Got some uh, some coaching changes, man. Got some uh, some upgrades and uh, got a lot of things to discuss today, man. And we got a new segment this week called "Take It to the Bank." Take it to the bank. So Take it you, to the bank. You know we're gonna roll that one off later on in the show, but uh, man, I'm excited to be here. Too man, I'm always excited to do this show. Man, it's literally one of the brighter spots of my entire week, and uh, man, uh, hopefully, uh, we can brighten up you guys' uh, Tuesday every week as well. You know, it's uh, you know, we're, we're out of the football season right now, so you know, we are on the hardwood right now. Um, Buckeyes did play on Sunday, they did, they uh, got back on the uh, winning track. Uh, Bit of a struggle, a uh, lot of sloppy play, but uh, they did get off the snide. Uh, you know, our main man, E.J. Liddell, showed why he is the man right now while Justice Suing is uh, rehabbing. Uh, you know, 19 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. 
you know what uh what more can you ask for um you know um as a team you know the whole team they're not particularly uh shooting the ball well um you know from three point range last three games uh they've been shooting anywhere between 20 and 30% which is a uh, terrible uh they've been shooting pretty good for the most part of the year but um after this COVID stuff and that little hiatus, man, this team has been uh, pretty rusty, man. They had to rely on, uh, you know, some solid defense and, uh, you know, some some really gritty play to come out of this one, you know, with the W. Yeah, I mean, you know, almost a whole month off. You know, I expect it to be some rust, and everybody else said the same thing as well. You know, it's, it's taking time to get back to that, but uh, – you know, we have we have the game against uh, Penn State that we just played on Sunday. We have Uwe Pooey tonight. For those of you who don't know who that is, that is Indiana University, Purdue University of Indianapolis. Yes. They are 1-14 right now. You know, we have, we have um, the game against uh, Penn State that we just played on Sunday. We they have, just... Uh, what is wrong with my... Okay. Um, you got, we got Nebraska and Minnesota coming up before we finish off the month of January with a top-ranked Purdue. And, you know, West Lafayette at the Mackey Arena. This, which is always good because these games are resume builders for the tournament. Uh, you know, basically this time of year is where you get in. If you're in, you want to get a higher seating. So uh, this this gives the guys, uh, you know, some pretty good opportunities to uh, – Climb back up in that AP because, uh, as uh, we all know, the last couple of weeks they've dropped. Uh, they dropped three spots the first week, and then last week they dropped again. They're now currently 19th in the poll, and uh, they have some opportunities to climb back up there because they have some, um, you know, some pretty high-ranked opponents. They do. Um, we still have yet to play the team up north yet. Can't wait. I can't either. Can't wait. You know, we we have to paper win. champions. <laughs> Uh, we have to win both of those games to get the golden jersey, which I like that tradition that they started yeah, now. It's good. Um, so with that being said, I mean, Ohio State has has a nice little road. You know, we still got Michigan State as well, the Fighting Izzos. And they're uh, currently ranked 14th. Uh, so, so like I said, man, it gives these guys, um, you know, some time to give the resume a little bit of character, uh, you know, and uh, spice it up a little bit, man. They got some some good opportunities in front of them, and uh, we can see if they can get back on a track of consistency because that's the thing that they've been lacking the last couple of weeks. Uh, they haven't been consistent at all, and that's why we're looking forward to this game with Ui Pui because um, they are – not very good. And um Ooey Pooey. <laughs> and um <laughs> they should they should be able to get their uh, their stuff off in this game and maybe they can get a little um fluidity and um you know consistency. Continuity, man. And um, you know, maybe it'll start a, a winning streak. You know, I do um or add to it because uh we just beat Penn State, <laughs> but uh you know, uh with that, you know, they They've been trying to shake off that rust for a minute now. Which could be hard to do, and, in, in, you know, right in the middle of the season as well. Uh, it's kind of hard to uh, regain what you lost. But, uh, you know, you can only get that back through playing the games and, 
you know, like you said before, uh, they have plenty of opportunities to get back, and uh, we'd like to see that, man. Uh, you know, they got some good news, uh, you know, coming from the basketball bucks, too. You know, I, I like like the way Malachi Branham is coming along, uh, but this next guy that we're going to talk about, he is a true freshman, hasn't really got too much playing time. Walk-on player? He is a walk-on, but from everything that – Coach Holtman has said about this kid and what he's done in practice. Uh, he got a surprise at the end of the game. And uh, we got an actual clip that we're going to play of that, of uh, the surprise that he got. Let's go ahead and go to the clip, shall we? But there's a guy that's important to us right now in this circle that hadn't yet been on scholarship, but he is right now. So as you saw in the clip, the kid was, you know, awarded a scholarship. You know, these types of moments are heartfelt, um, well-deserved by the kid. I mean, you got to look at it this way, man. God comes in works his butt off. He doesn't get, you know, the scholarship as the other players has, has to pay for school himself. And then, you know, you come in, you put your hard hat on, you strap up your boots and you go to work every day, you know, with hoping to someday be able to receive a scholarship. And this guy, you know, has gotten one um, already. So that's just, uh, you know, goes to show that if you put in the work and, and, and you work really hard, man, good things come from that. So it also shows, too, that now he sort of has a weight lifted off of his back. Right. So now that makes him even more dangerous when it comes into practice because now he's got that scholarship. Now he can show who he truly is because now he's not having to worry about, you know, coming, going to school, going to practice, finding a job, getting an NIL, whatever the case might be, he now can turn around and say, hey, here I am. This is who I truly am, and uh, let me get out there and show you. Well, I think it's a big thing. It's always a big weight lifted off your shoulders knowing that your schooling is paid for. So, uh, you know, congratulations to Hook Finn there. And uh, another thing that I think is really amazing about this situation is that um, he's a freshman. You know, usually guys don't, uh, you know, walk-ons don't get scholarships to in their senior year, sometimes fifth-year seniors, and sometimes they don't even get a scholarship at all. Yeah. So, I mean, this just goes to show how hard this guy really worked and what he means to this team for Holtman to go ahead and give that guy a scholarship. I'm proud of him, man. Congratulations. Yo, congratulations, Harrison Hookfin. We look forward to seeing big things coming out of Value City Arena. Hopefully you'll get some time and, uh, you know, we can hook Finn, hook Finn. I mean, that, that'd be a nice chant from the crowd, man. You know, congratulations to him, man. Holtman is a stand-up guy, man. Um, I really, really like, is. I really think that, you know, he was the right hire for this job. You know, uh, you have fans that want perfection, but in the world that's not perfect, that's um, pretty hard to achieve sometimes, so – I'm pretty satisfied with the success so far, but I believe he needs to get out of the first round in the tournament before his his seat starts warming up a little bit. But right now, I'm pretty satisfied. You know, I mean, the man had three screens going when he was sitting at home with COVID. So, 
you know, and jumping around and yelling at the screens. His wife took the video footage. So, I mean, you know, the man bleeds scarlet and gray, whether he's there on the bench or not. He's into it. Into it. He's all the way into it. He's uh, fully engaged with his players. And that's what you want to see out of your coach. And another thing that I like about Holtman, he's been recruiting pretty good. Yes, he has. He's been recruiting very well. Um, you know, shout out to those guys coming in in a 2022 class, man. Um, we got some uh, great things to look forward to uh, when it comes to Buckeye basketball. Man. And you never know when he's going to pop up at your school. You never know. So, in football – Win, lose, or draw, team gathers down in front of the marching band, right? Yep. And we sing Carmen, Ohio, right? Yes, we do. Basketball, we got our own little uh, version of Carmen, Ohio. It's not the full Carmen, Ohio, but after every win, we're going to play a clip for you here in a second. And... To have Harrison Hookfin, a newly awarded scholarship Harrison Hookfin, lead this is, is awesome. So let, let, let's just run the clip, and you guys can see what, what I'm talking about. As I said before, congratulations to Hook Fan. What a heartfelt moment. Um, do you like cherries on top of your Sunday? I love cherries and sprinkles. Because uh, let me tell you what, that was the cherry on top of the Sunday. Because to be awarded a scholarship, then to be able to lead your, your team in the chant and the singing of the team song, what could be better than that? I mean, I could think of one thing. We'll save that for. Uh, I'll save that for next January. We'll save that for overtime. <laughs> but, you know, like we said here at, at In the Shoe, congratulations to Harrison Hookfin. Um, look forward to bigger things. And, you know, the Buckeyes. And speaking of ba basketball Buckeyes, the women's Buckeye team, J.C. Sheldon. Caden. No. It's, Sheldon? Uh, yeah, it's actually Sheldon. I, I mistyped. So, J.C. Sheldon. Um, last two games has went for over 30 points each game. 65 points in total. And she is actually up there, and I believe in the top five for the Wooden Ward for the Women's uh, Player of the Year. It would be nice, man. It would so, be nice. Uh, we've had some great, 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 great women come through and uh, bless us to play on our basketball team. and um, Which one, I do believe, just got a, a head coaching job, I believe, or assistant head coaching for the WNBA. Who, Katie Smith? Yes. Wow. She is one of the all-time greats, one of the best uh, female basketball players, uh, well, basketball players in general, uh, you know, to Don B. Scarlet and Gray. Uh, congratulations to uh, Katie, man. Uh, baller. Complete baller. Wouldn't that be nice to have E.J. Liddell win the Wooden Award for the men's and J.C. Sheldon win it for the women's? That'd definitely be nice. It'd definitely be nice. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, the team has to help them out a little bit. They have to get some wins uh, because they're definitely not going to give it 
to a player who doesn't make the tournament and, uh, you know, guys who uh, who are on teams who do not have winning records. So that goes into it a little bit. So we're going to need a little bit of help from Buckeye Nation, uh, the men's team and the women's team. Uh, show support for you, some support for your star players. And uh, let's bring these trophies home. I do want to talk about another thing, another Buckeye real quick that brought a national title home now, which makes nine in the last five years. And that is the Ohio State's dance team. Yes. They won the national title again. They did. So that brings it to, like I said, nine national titles in the last five years. Yeah, and I just like to, yo, know, give myself a little bit of credit here because uh, they actually called me in and, uh, <laughs> you know, asked for some of my professional dance moves and uh, some of my choreography, and uh, you know, free of charge, completely free of charge, not under contract with the team or anything. The just, Walker spin doesn't count. Just as a favor, you know, I lent them a couple of my dance moves and um, a couple of my choreography sheets, and um, we have champions. So shout out to um, the Buckeyes dance team on your championship. Um, you've been doing a tremendous job. Uh, they're just raking up the championships, man. I mean, that's what we do at Ohio State, right? That's what we do. Championship or bust, right? OH. IO. Let's go. So, <laughs> we're going to go back to the gridiron real quick. One of my favorite spots. Oh, man. And as you guys all know, Coach Knowles was hired as the defensive coordinator. We've had some coaching changes. Coach Fry comes in. Coach Stud leaves. Yes. Um, he, you know, he does leave behind a good career here at Ohio State, but it was time to move on. So now we got young blood in there, you know, with full of energy, and, you know, he's already hit the recruiting trail hard. Yes. Now it's time to bring in some help for Jim Knowles. Who do we got? Well, he's brought in uh, quite a few guys, but the first couple of guys <laughs> I want to talk about who uh, – who, you know, from an outside um, viewpoint, are the biggest impact uh, the um, safeties coach and the cornerbacks coach, which is um, Perry Eliano, who he brought in from Cincinnati, uh, who has a tremendous track record. Um, he just coached a Thorpe Award winner, and um, the other guy he coached uh, didn't allow a touchdown in four years. So uh, both of those guys – or probably going to be first-round picks. Uh, so, yeah, they brought in Eliano. They also brought in uh, Tim Walton, who just happens to be a former Buckeye player. He played for Ohio State from 1990 to 93, and he actually was a co-captain on the team. He has 10 career interceptions. So I think he knows a little bit about, um, you know, the cornerback position. And I also hear that Jalen Ramsey spoke about him glowingly saying that he's one of the best cornerback coaches that he's ever had. He did. Um, and just to highlight a little bit of uh, Tim Walton's career, he has coached underneath Jeff Fisher with the St. Louis Rams at the time. Who was a great defensive mind. Um, he also coached with the Detroit Lions. Uh, he also coached uh, under Jim Schwartz. Um, he coached under uh, Doug Marone there in Jacksonville. Doug Marone actually said if it wasn't for Jim Schwartz giving his stamp of approval that uh, he would never have hired him for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who in turn coached Jalen Ramsey, who is one of the top 
you know, DBs out there um, to this day. Maybe the number one DB, um, you know, in the NFL right now. You know, that's arguable with, it, with, with it is. people. But, um, you know, on, on my list, he's the top guy out there. Uh, top five. But, you know, and then to highlight some of his other, he did, he has coached at uh, several different colleges. He has a national title with LSU in 2003. Uh, he's also coached at Bowling Green, um, alongside uh, there's some other colleges as well. But he brings excellence and superiority when it comes to DBs. He brings that to the table. Um. He bleeds scarlet and gray because he, you know, he he was a former player, 108 uh, career total tackles, 10 total, you know, career interceptions. Uh, I think he only had two interceptions his whole time here at Ohio State that didn't go anywhere. So I believe he, you know, I think he had like 68 total yards on returns from interceptions throughout his whole career. Uh, so, you know, he has that good hand-eye coordination and, bring you know, transitions that into his uh, coaching style. Uh, so then you, you flip over to Perry Eliano, who, like you said, has coached the Thorpe Award winner, um, Kobe Bryant, and then also uh, coached Ahmad Hot Sauce Gardner. Yep, Sauce Gardner. Um like you said, four years, no touchdowns allowed against him. I mean, that is tremendous. And you look at what, who Cincinnati has played in four years. You know, Notre Dame, Navy, uh, Boston College. Alabama. Alabama, Clemson. The fact that nobody has been able to score a touchdown on Sauce Gardner. And think, think about this, too. Think about this as well. Uh even going back to the uh, college football playoff game against Alabama, Alabama really ran the ball down Cincinnati's throat, and they really didn't get too much, uh, you know, in the in the passing area. Well, they, um, they did, but it wasn't on his side. Right, right, right. You know, they were trying to pick on Kobe Bryant to see if he, uh, if he was truly who he was. But really, really the straw that broke the camel's back for them was, was the rushing attack. They could not stop. Robinson, who had the best uh, day of his entire career rushing for over 200 yards. Yeah. And that was really, uh, you know, um, the, the big point in the game that, uh, you know, that's how it got away from Cincinnati because they could not stop the run. You know, of course, if you can't stop the run, that, that opens up the play-action pass. That's what happened to them there. But enough about that game. Uh, just a little tidbits about it. Uh, one of the things that was concerning to me at first, you know, um, just looking at it from the outside, it looked pretty good. But I said, wait a minute. Uh, Eliano is the cornerback's coach. He's brought in to coach the safeties, right? So then once I, you know, read up more about Walton, it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense. And it seems like these guys are going to mesh very well with those concepts and uh, the way that he wants this team to play uh, his defense. And uh, – this 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 uh this coaching staff is coming together like nobody's business. I'm happy with every single hire so far. Uh, you know, um, I'm not even going to say I'm going to miss the guys that are gone. I'm um, happy for what they've brought to this program. 
But here we want elite. Uh, good is good. Great is great. But we want elite. We want elite. I mean, you know, we're shooting for championships here, and uh, you know, a good job at Ohio State is not good enough. So you, you take a look at it this way too. This is Ryan Day's first staff. Right. This is his first complete staff, except for one person, and that is Larry Johnson. Um, but you know, with that, there's there's still a couple people. Uh, I mean, know. there there still is, but this these are hires that. That Ryan Day is doing. Especially, um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball. Correct. Because the guys that were held over from the Meyer era, he had already been coaching with, which is Offord and Wilson mm-hmm. and Hartline. And, you know. So, you know, so, and he already knew what those guys were capable of, so he kept them on the staff. And now, like you said, this is his fingerprint. From now on, we're going to see what this is going to be like because – if you can go three years in the Big Ten and only lose one game. Um, Imagine what you can do with your losses, own staff. All of Ryan Day's losses before this season came in the college football playoffs. So uh, just imagine him with his own staff. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be very interesting, but I see, uh, I see it getting better. We'll find out September 3rd. We will. Against the Irish. Um, um, we're going to. Try to I mean, get that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's gonna it's gonna feel weird seeing you know James Laronitis, Marcus Freeman, and now Al Washington. Now Al Washington, how do you, you feel know, about that? I, <laughs> it's bittersweet, honestly. Um, I'll root for the guy outside of playing Ohio State, you know, because the man actually has bled scarlet and gray the last right. few years, right. and he's put his all into it. And, I mean, that's all we can ask for out of coaches. Um, it's just the game is evolving. So, with that, you know, it's. Well, you know, to me, it's about performance. And a guy can bleed scarlet and gray all day, but at the end of the day, it's about performance and it's about results. Uh, to me, uh, it's kind of comical to me. You know, it's kind of funny, like, okay, <laughs> You think you got one. You know, now he may perform well. I don't I don't never wish anything bad from the guy. I think uh he gave it his all here. Um and the kids loved him. You know, um seems like a great mentor, you know, a great coach. He just didn't fit, you know, here as far as getting the results that we wanted because uh, you know, the development with that position hasn't gone too well in my personal opinion. Um I don't really think it's due to talent because uh we've recruited very well. Um, those guys just weren't being developed the way they should have been developed. And henceforth, we got a coaching change there. So he has a chance, and now he joins Freeman's staff, which is good. And we never, you know, want to go against old Buckeyes. But, uh, hey, look at the NFL life. We got Buckeyes <laughs> all over the place. So it's going to be a common occurrence. We're always going to be going going against uh, former Buckeyes. So, you you know, it is what it is. I, I wish them nothing but the best, too. But uh, come September 3rd, there's a reckoning coming, and uh, they better be ready. He I mean, better have his linebackers ready. I mean, come September 3rd, it's all business. But once those clock that clock hits double zeros, hey, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's friends after the game. Right. You know, so can't wait September 3rd. Can't wait to find out if it's a night game or not. And, you know, uh, you know. At Ohio State, we don't really need bulletin board material, but this offseason has given 
given us a lot of things to think about, and I'm pretty sure between it's two be, schools, right? The team up north, and and, and with, uh, with no, the no, Irish, no. man, I, I feel like uh, that hang a hundred is coming. It's coming to somebody, baby. <laughs> I don't know who, but uh, Ryan Day is. Um, he's a man possessed he's, right he's, now. He's showing us the cutthroat behavior that it takes to be a champion. So I'm I'm actually impressed with what, what he's been doing. Uh, in the last couple of weeks. So, we will, like I said, we'll find out September 3rd. So, we're going to go. Uh, it's halftime now. And we're going to leave you with halftime with the question of the day. The question of the day. We've got a good one here. So, the question of the day is, what NFL team is the only team to play in both the AFC and the NFC conferences? If you know the answer, go ahead and drop it in the comments below. And then once we're done with our halftime and we come back for the start of the third quarter, we'll give you guys the answer on the flip side. That's right. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater people. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327. Or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. If you've ever dreamed of a career in the sports production industry, your dream could come true. The Ohio Media School is enrolling their next sports emphasis class soon. You'll learn about all the different aspects of what goes into the broadcast that you watch or listen to. Go from behind the scenes to the front of the camera. You'll also get hands-on opportunities to practice your skills through the Score On Air Network. Call the Ohio Media School at 614-655-5250 or visit beonair.com slash Columbus. In sports, you want to have a player that can get the job done right every time. A real all-star, somebody that's dependable and you can turn to when the game is tough. That player in the audio-video industry is the theater people. From setting up your home's Wi-Fi network and offices, conference rooms, to setting up home theater inside or outside, to setting up the systems to make your home run smarter and safer as well, the theater people can do it all with the quality of professionalism you can expect every single time. 
That isn't just a great all-around player. That is an all-star. That is why we are the leaders in audiovisual installation in Central Ohio. So call us at 614-604-6327 or check out our website at ttpcolumbus.com to figure out which products will fit you. And don't forget, amplify your personality with the theater. And welcome back. Hope you enjoyed that halftime refreshment, because I know I did. We need a sponsor. Because <laughs> I need a refreshment. <laughs> I get cranky when I don't get my refreshments. But uh, before break, we left you guys with the question of the day, and then, uh, it was based off the NFL, you know, which is the only team to play in both conferences? And we see that nobody, nobody has answered. So you want to go ahead and bless them with the answer, J-Money? So the answer to the question of the day is the Seattle Seahawks. They have played in both the AFC West and the NFC West. That was a tough one for me because I was thinking about teams that switch states, you know, which would <laughs> give you, you know, I was thinking maybe from, you know, Houston Oilers to the Titans or – you know, the Cardinals or the Rams or somebody like that. Somebody who completely switched states, not just cities, states. But, um, you know, it turns out it was the Seahawks, and uh, I do remember that. Um, I remember them being in the AFC. So, uh, yeah, it was a good one. It was. All righty. So back to the hardwood. It's time for our NBA to talk about our two teams. Uh one of my favorite segments. Um, I love the NBA. Um, uh, you know, it's kind of sad when you lose college football, but then you got the NBA, and it's usually, well, not usually, it's always right before the All-Star game. That's when things start getting heated up. Uh -huh. You got people jockeying for seeds and, and, and seasonal accolades. That we do. And so everyone knows that I'm a Cavs fan. And everybody knows that I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. So, you know, right now his Bulls are leading the, the East. Eastern Conference right now. But uh, don't look too far behind. You'll see the Cavs there two games behind first right now. They've been playing some pretty good basketball. Um, you know, up before they went on this win streak, they actually was as high as I believe the third or fourth seed. And then they kind of slipped back to fifth or sixth. With this recent streak, they've actually moved up to within a couple of games of first place, and uh, you know they're they're playing some um, some good basketball. Um, Garland, man, he looks he looks he looks good, man. I mean, if he keeps it up and keeps the numbers going, you know he's not scoring 30, 40 points a game. He's scoring, you know, he's scoring at least twenty. You know what I'm saying? But he's also hitting clutch shots. He's also coming up big with some defensive stops. On top of that, everybody else in the t on the team is also starting to step up. You know, Kevin Love coming off the bench, who was, you know, a big star at one point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, he was a starter, and then now, you know, after being plagued by injuries so long and everything, him coming off the bench is actually a boost. Former uh, world champion. 
You know, and you got Chetty Osman, you know, who's stepping up with clutch shots. Um, Jared Allen. I like Allen. I like the big lineup. I like the rookie, man. Um, he, he, he Mobley? Yes, Evan Mobley. Um, turned out to be a great pick, man. They they often run a big lineup, and they have two seven-footers. And then if they throw Markinen in there, you got three seven-footers to deal with. So they're playing very good basketball defensively. And uh, like we talked about, Garland, um, he's a guy that can get his own shot. And, um, you know, any, any good team in uh, – that's looking to advance in the playoffs. You have to play good defense, and you have to have, you know, one or two players that can, uh, you know, kind of create their own shot. Um, and uh, he's one of those guys. Just imagine what this team would look like if Sexton, you know, hadn't got hurt. If if Colin Sexton didn't get hurt, I mean, it, it's <laughs> – and then you have the, the veteran leadership of, of Rondo. Who replaced my guy, Rubio? Uh, Rubio was uh, another one of those guys, uh, you know, saucy season vet, man. Whenever he's on your team, your team is going to be better. He's a great locker room guy, um, you know, internet sensation. Man. Uh, great passer, man. <laughs> I love Ricky, man. You know, he catches a lot of flack sometimes because the ladies love him. Uh, you know, what's wrong with that, man? Don't hate on the man's uh, pull. Uh, pulling abilities, you know what I mean. So, uh, but know. I mean, you you got you know some veteran leadership, you know, with Rondo there. I believe he's out. He's still in the protocol right now, uh, but once he gets out of that and gets back onto the court, I believe you'll see a different team. But you know, like you said, we got three seven footers that we can have on the floor at one time, and out of all three of those, two of them can hit threes, which is very dangerous. Because if you don't want to, you know, if they don't want to post up and they just want to sit on the wing, you got to account for them. You know, so. Well, you know, like I said, they're they're a complete team because uh, they play defense. Uh, they really stick to, um, you know, their ways of winning, which is uh, playing uh, great defense in the paint. They're going to dare you to shoot from the outside and, um, you know, they're going to um, run their their half-court sets. That's how they get it done. Um, I think it's going to be a tough out for them uh, this season. Um, you know, you got the Nets, you got the Bulls, and you got the 76ers, a couple of teams. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, you know, uh, don't forget about them. They Creek are, to free. They are defending champions. Um, but I like the way they're ascending. Um, I see good things coming from this team within the next couple of years. It's good to see, uh, you know, the Cavs. Actually, uh, being good after you know the destruction from when LeBron left, and that's that's a good. It's always a good sign that you know we tried it when we got Kyrie. You know we didn't have nobody else. Now the fact that you know we don't have nobody, we don't have Kyrie anymore. It's, it's not one guy; it's a team now. A- exactly, and it's a complete team. You know, so they made some good trades, and they've um, they've been making pretty good draft decisions the last two or three years. So I got we got a couple clips from the the win over the Spurs from Friday night, which uh, I'm just gonna let I'm gonna let the clips talk for themselves. Let's run it. Pretty move, but no finish. Garland, good if it goes. Mobley back to Osman. 
And the three is good. It's always good when you got buzzer beaters, man. Who doesn't love buzzer beaters? I mean, man? going into halftime, taking that momentum, you know, he, you know, Garland hit that three at half court, and he just, you know, I'm running out the building. And then you got Chetty with the with the three to end the third quarter to give momentum going into the final period. Yep, uh, because uh, the Spurs were actually leading by five at that point, and then, you know, you see a shot like that go down and kind of – you know, it takes the momentum away from you, and uh, that's that's a big swing at the end of the third quarter to get things started from them. And uh, you know, Cleveland came back and won that game. You know, yeah. Um, fortunately, I had the clip, but it was not a clip that you would like. Uh, Jay Morant sitting there posterizing people. You know, and the and the it's, Bulls. It's, it's John Morant. Uh, John Morant, Jay Morant, same thing. You can't say that. Yes, you, you can. can. You can't. You can't. You, you can't say a man's name the way you want to say it. You got to say the it the internet. way it's supposed to be said. This is the internet. Man's I can name say is Josh. John Morant. I say it how I want to say. You it. will not. I will fight with you. I will. I will be fighting. Let's it. fight. <laughs> but you know he was posterizing people. You know, for the Bulls and the uh, the win, uh, Grizzly win over the Bulls. He's been posterizing everyone. Uh, he's a MVP candidate. Uh, Grizzlies have recently went on an 11-game winning streak, which is the largest in franchise history. Uh, just got uh, knocked off uh, their winning streak by my man Luka Magic. Uh, they stopped their 11-game winning streak. I love me some uh, some Luka Doncic, man. That 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 guy is uh, tremendous. But uh, yeah. John Moran's been dunking on everybody. I don't feel too bad about it. You know, uh, in the NBA, it's about ups and downs. And uh, Bulls, uh, being that they are still the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, they're on a three-game losing streak. Uh, Zach Levine um, hurt his knee. He's been out. Um, you know, when, you, when you're losing 26 points a game, um, you know, you're not, you're not going to look your best. So uh, I'm not really worried about it. Just um, – Glad that um, his injury is not anything um, season-ending. Um, still waiting to hear a little bit more back about that, but um, you know they're still they're still leading the East, man. And uh, there's plenty of basketball. Yeah, there's plenty of basketball to be played, man. I mean, the All Star Game is getting ready to come up. All Star Break, which this year it is in Cleveland. Right. I still remember last time it was in Cleveland that uh, they played at uh, an arena called the Gund Arena. Gund Arena. Man, and the, that was with uh, the, the orange and the, the funky blue. Yeah. Man. The funky blue and orange they had going there. And it was sponsored. Everything was sponsored by Sprite back then. So, you know, it's been a while since. You got your tickets? No, I do not. I actually, uh, you know, I'm thinking about going down there, you know, getting a hotel and, uh, you know, seeing uh, some of the uh, fruits of uh, Cleveland's finest labor. See, I'm, I might be trying to go out to uh, – Arrowhead Stadium. Uh-oh. You know, we're going to get into that here in a little bit. I mean, you know Actually, what? you know what? We're going to roll right on into it. As long as you bring me some barbecue back. I don't know how much will be left. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to run right into that, man. We're going back out to the gridiron. Over the weekend, we had Super Wild Card Weekend. Disappointing weekend for some of us. Uh, a great weekend for some others. Uh, you know, yeah. that's that's the life of being an NFL fan, man. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna break this uh, playoff bracket down. Uh, you know, the wins and losses. Who's moving on? Who's sitting here watching with the rest of us? 
<laughs> that couch is getting bigger. It's getting bigger. Um, so starting off Saturday, four thirty, the Las Vegas Raiders flew into town to Cincinnati, and uh, they put up one he- one heck of a fight. Um, twenty six nineteen. They had almost had a chance there to to win it, but you know with a. <sighs> Heroic interception by Jermaine Pratt. Uh, you mean bad pass by <laughs> Derek Carr? I am both. You know, without that interception and without that bad pass by him, you know. It was a great play. It was a great play. Um, Cincinnati, uh, you know, had me on the edge of my seat there. Uh, you know, out of the Ohio teams, I do like Cincinnati. Uh, way more than I like the Browns, sorry to say. You know, it is what it is. But, uh, you know, I'm always to show my support for the Ohio teams. And I like to see Cincinnati go as far as they can go. Uh, they uh, they had me scared for a minute there. They let the Raiders come back. They were up by 13 points, uh, you know, at one point in the game. And they let the Raiders come all the way back. And they actually had a chance to tie the game at the end there. But uh, the defense squoze down in the red zone. Let them drive all the way up the field. <laughs> uh, wasn't a lot of time left, but uh, like you said, you got to give credit to the Raiders, especially being that the you know they didn't have their head coach for half the season, and uh, they had to reel off some wins at the end of the season to even get there. But uh, you know, it was a great game. Congratulations to the Bengals, man. Um, they're moving on. First playoff win in 31 years, and uh, how about that? I cried myself to sleep. Saturday night, didn't even get it. You know, I was listening to the Bills uh, playing a high school team of uh, the the Patriots, which I thought would have been a, a little bit better of a game, you know, considering it was Belichick. But they used the Patriots for um, the tables. You ever seen? <laughs> you ever seen the Bills Mafia jump off of things and break the tables in half? Patriots were the tables um, on Saturday. But you know, I cried myself to sleep at, with tears of joy. Uh, because it it really was a monkey lifted off of our back as Bengals fans. The last time the Bengals won a playoff game, text messages had not even been invented. Phones were bricks. Michael Jordan hadn't even won a ring yet. You know, Madonna. One of Madonna's songs was a t- was the number one song in the country. She probably was fifty then. <laughs> you know, I mean, so. And Joe Burrow hadn't even been born yet. Man, 31 years is a long time, man. Uh, you know, congratulations to them. Congratulations to the Queen City. Uh, you know. Now we're playing Tennessee. Uh, it's definitely going to be a tougher matchup, but uh, it's one that I think uh, is very winnable for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, they have the offense. Just depends on, uh, you know, the status of uh, King Henry there. Um, you know, if they can uh, slow that rushing attack down, uh, yeah, it's going to be some nice things going for them. Uh, offensively, uh, they definitely have what it takes uh, to advance. But uh, it's going to be a much tougher game than uh, the Raiders game was. I'm going to get into detail, my details about it How, when it comes time for our picks. Like we said, the other, other AFC game, Bills went on to beat uh, the Patriots um, in an embarrassment blowout. Well, now they are going to be playing the Kansas City Chiefs. So the AFC Divisional round is set. It is the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans and the Bills versus the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Quick, uh, quick question. Do you know why the Tennessee changed to the Titans? Um, they were slipping in oil, and uh, a lot of the players were tearing their ACLs and messing their knees <laughs> and stuff. Up. You got jokes. So, uh, uh, yeah. the reason why when Houston moved to Tennessee, they were the Houston, uh, they were the Tennessee Oilers. Yeah, for they a couple the, of years. Yeah. Um, but once they actually got their home stadium in Nashville, they switched to the Titans because the Nashville is is called the Athens of the South. And if anybody knows Greek lore, the Titans ruled on at on in Athens with uh, Mount Olympus. So that's how you got the Titans for Tennessee, Kevin Dyson. <laughs> and then we're gonna flip over to the NFC. Who, uh, yeah, there were some disappointments definitely in the NFC this weekend. Um, I thought the Eagles would have put up a little bit of uh, fight. a fight. They didn't. But uh, they laid down. I should have stayed with my uh, my original pick of the Tampa Toms. We both crashed and burned on that one. Um, and then, you know, Jerry's World, that was an end-of-the-game debacle. Really, uh, you know, that's really a microcosm of um, the Cowboys franchise. Since the 90s? Uh, yeah, basically, since 1995. But, um, you know, it's, it's a microcosm of the season in its entirety. Um, you have a team who have 14 turnovers. Um, the Cowboys actually led the NFL in turnovers per game. So, I mean, it's, it's typical uh, of them. The coaching staff has not gotten this team uh, mentally prepared to not make the, the little mistakes that shoot yourselves in the foot to stop you from winning football games. Um, you know, the play calling has been spotty at best. When you have the, the best offense in the league in scoring points per game and yardage per game, and then, can't get it and then this game, you only score 17 points, man. Uh, it's kind of a head-scratcher. And uh, you, you you tend to point directly at the coaches there because it's like, what kind of plays are you calling? And uh, like you said, uh, it reared his head at the end of the game with the last play call. Um, you know, with how terrible these guys played, they still had a chance to uh, win the game. All they needed was a touchdown and, a, you know, kick the extra point. Um, San Francisco did uh, as good a job uh, – if almost not worse, if it wasn't for that last play call, because they did some boneheaded things too. It was almost like a contest to see who could do the dumbest things, um, you know, to uh, lose the game. And Cowboys won. They won the um, the competition in doing the dumbest things to lose the game. Um, they did. You know, Dak Prescott, uh, they're sitting there on the 50-yard line. Uh, they're moving the ball up the field very well. They threw um, – Four, three passes in a row towards the sideline and got out of bounds. They had no timeouts. They were right where they wanted to be, and they decided to call a draw. They call a draw with 14 seconds left on the clock. They did not get the ball spotted in time. They did not get another playoff, and that really grinds my gears. It, it, it pisses me off. Uh, I would like to say some other words, but I can't because this is a family-friendly show here. And uh, I get in a lot of trouble, man, if I say what's really on my mind. But, uh, yeah, it pissed me off, to say the least. And uh, they uh, they played the way the world expects them to play, to uh, do clown stuff in the biggest moments, man. But that's my team. I love them. I mean, they uh, also we'll did we'll have – We'll be back next year. They also did have 14 penalties. 
Well, that's what I said. You so, know? I mean, they, that was the most penalties in a playoff game. Well, they led the league in uh, penalties <laughs> for the year. So, what? why would we expect anything else? And to me, that goes to coaching. What is wrong with this coaching staff? All year long, even the last two years under Mike McCarthy, their time management has been, excuse me, the time management, time clock management has been by far the worst in the NFL, man. They've botched a lot of late games uh, with their management of the clock. I mean, they have. And uh, as you could tell with his frustration, the Niners did end up holding on to win, which now that sh- sets up a showdown between the Niners and the Night King up there in Lambeau Field. And then you flip it down. Tampa Tom is sitting there in Tampa Bay right now who will be hosting the Rams who just put um, a shellacking. Man, they said, you know, everybody was saying the the Cardinals are getting rammed right now. So, uh, you know, since this is a family-friendly show, I'm going to say they got a butt kicking, but uh, I want to say something else. They were taken to the woodshed. Let's let's leave it at that. Uh, I don't know what. Kyler Murray was thinking about doing, you know, he was down there by his end zone. He should have took the safety. Yeah. Um, but he just, like, threw the ball for dear to life. You know what? That's, that's, that's easy for you and I to say when we don't have Von Miller and, <laughs> and Aaron Donald breathing down our down our necks and our throats. Uh, the Rams' defense was tremendous yesterday. Kyler Murray was running for his life the entire game. Um, he had no help. Without uh, DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup, uh, you know, they had a you know, slightly older uh, A.J. Green. Uh, didn't really help him out too much. Christian Kirk. They couldn't get nothing going down the field. Uh, Tell you what, Rondell, Rondell Bell. Moore. Moore, yeah. yeah. I know man. you remember him. You'd have to. Man, I, I, I can't forget. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. Yeah, he, he, uh, he shredded us. Rondell Moore, you know, is going to come into his own. I believe he has PTSD from Rondell Moore. That's why I couldn't remember his name because uh, he completely he completely shredded our Buckeyes. You know and, what? Uh, we got payback for that this year in the shoe. Well, we did, uh, but but uh, you know, yeah, it sticks with me. Yeah. Uh, so now we're it's setting up for the NFC divisional round: the Green Bay Packers versus the Niners. Um. And the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Rams, which we're going to get into our picks right now to go a little detail. First one up is the Bengals and Titans. Yeah, uh, to me right now, it's Ohio against the world. So um, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, I think the Titans... Maybe a little bit stronger collectively as a team, uh, balance-wise with offense and defense. But I think Burrow is hot right now. I think the offense is hot right now. Uh, They got a taste of victory. The first taste in 31 years, I think they're going to be hungry for more of that. Um, I like the Bengals in this game, man. You know me. I'm taking my Bengals. Uh, We did have a season-ending injury for uh, Larry Okunjobi who uh, was one of our top uh, run stoppers. So, you know, we're, we're looking to see who they're going to get to play there to fill that void for right now. Uh, hopefully some of these other players can step up. I, uh, Tyler Shev, uh, Shelvin, hopefully he can step up. 
Um, Titans are getting uh, are getting Derrick Henry back, so it's you know even with him being out for almost half a season, he's still the number four thresher in the country, uh, in the league. So it's gonna you know what Derrick Henry are we getting? Right, um, but I, I think that any any Derrick Henry, well not any Derrick Henry because running back, you know your your your. Your knee and your foot are some pretty important parts. And they are for anybody, but uh, even more so for a running back. So, you're right. Um, I think the momentum that we got going on the offense with Joe Cool, you know, he uh, he's going to continue that. We did call up guard uh, Sufalo. So, hopefully that gives Burrow a little bit more time in the pocket. Uh, so that way he can make spectacular throws to, you know, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and uh, T. Higgins because that right there is a trio that uh, if Burroughs can Burrow could get time in that pocket, there's not a defense that could stop those three. And, you know, we showed it against Kansas City in the regular season. You know, yeah, we, we also, it also was showed, too, that we couldn't stop uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, so, uh, but that's another day, another dollar. So, I'm going with Cincinnati on this one. Got to catch them as they go. Um, Next game, Bills Chiefs. I just think, uh, yeah, I saw that. Um you're going into Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, you're playing the Kansas City Mahomes, and you know they got they got it together going right now. Everybody, Tyree Kill. I uh, I don't even know remember the running back's name, but McKinnon, man, he came out of nowhere. Woo! He was on fire, man. I mean, he was, um, the cuts he was making, I said, man, he looks like he's uh, been in that backfield all year, man. Uh, but, I mean, they were playing Pittsburgh. So well, Pittsburgh has a good defense if they have nothing else. I mean, you got only really two players. Uh, I think they – I think they – I think the Steelers has a lot of guys on defense. I, I mean, mean some one of, thing, they're getting old. One thing you can count on is for, for Steelers is to have some dudes on defense. And they got some dudes. They still got dudes. Fitzpatrick, Bush, uh, T.J. Watt. They got some dudes. They got some dudes. They got guys. They got some Not dudes. dudes. They got dudes. They got two dudes on there, and that's Hay- that's Hayward and and T.J. Watt. Fitzpatrick is a dude too. Uh, He's a dude. He's a dude, man. But uh, you know, and, and 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 I don't, I do not like the Steelers, but they got dudes on defense, man. They got dudes. I'm going um, with the Chiefs. You're at home, in an environment that is rocking. I don't think they could top how Cincinnati was, uh, you know, on Saturday. But uh, I'm going with Kansas City on this one. It's going to be a shootout. I say Kansas City by six. And that's what the Vegas line is right now. I'm uh, I'm going to take a second here and I'm going to just wave goodbye to Big Ben. <laughs> he had a good run. He's actually – Third all-time in playoff passing yards. Hate to see you go, but I'd love to see you leave. 
you know, congrats to Big Ben on his career. They got squashed, but uh, congrats to him. Maybe he can uh, rest that old tired elbow now properly. And uh, the Chiefs sent him off um, the way they were supposed to send him off. You know, a Viking with a butt, funeral. With a butt kicking. Uh, you know, they, they, they read him his rights and stuffed him in a box and uh, shipped him off. That was for you, Hot Wheels, by the way. But um, I'm going with the Chiefs. Um, I do think that this is going to be a better matchup than what most people think. I mean, the way the Bills played um, – you know, over the weekend uh, was tremendous. I was not expecting them to thrash the Patriots like they did. Bills Mafia came in full force. <laughs> and as I said before, they used the Patriots as a table and they broke that thing in half, man. It was bad. I've never seen a, a, a Belichick coach team get beat that bad in the playoffs. Never, never to be seen. So they're playing well right now, but I just think the Chiefs, you know, they got they they, they got my homeboy, man. You know, they got my homeboy. Um, they got too much offensively. You got Kelsey, you got Hill, and you got McKinnon. They got the other guys contributing. Uh, that receiver room is loaded. Uh, the defense has been playing better. I like the Kansas City Chiefs, man. Yeah. Setting up a rematch for this year from earlier in the season. So we're going to jump over to the NFC for our two NFC games. We got the Niners versus the Packers. Um, this one could be interesting. Uh, if Bosa, if Nick Bosa is able to go after being kneed by his own player in the head, if he is able to get out of that concussion protocol, I believe he could terrorize Aaron Rodgers. Now... As far as Niners offense goes, I don't trust Jimmy G. Uh, he's He made some good plays earlier this year, but then he's also made some bonehead plays as well. Um, but I got to go with Green Bay. As much as I don't want to, I would, lo- I would love the Niners to try to get to the Super Bowl so it could be the, the Bengals versus Niners for a rematch. Uh, which we owe them. Yep, Joe Montana. And Steve Young. Uh, don't remind me. Yep. But uh, I, I see Green Bay setting up to go to the NFC Championship game um, and sending uh, the Niners back to the couch with your Cowboys. Okay. Well, don't, don't, don't uh, talk too much about the couch because we got a seat waiting there for you. <laughs> be careful, be careful, man. Those tables do turn quick. But um, I'm with you. Um, I like the Packers in this game. Uh, you know, what does Stephen A. say about Aaron Rodgers? He's a bad man. He's a bad man. I really don't even think this game is going to be close. I like the Packers to, to dominate this game. I do think um, the Nick Boza injury, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely going to have an impact on the game, but I don't think he gets to Aaron Rodgers enough. He will get to him if he plays, but he won't get to him enough. Uh, the Packers offense with Rodgers, uh, with, with all the turmoil going on there in Green Bay, um, he's uh, really showed himself to be above everything and all the off-the-field off the stuff when he's on the field. He's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play this game. And I do not bet against him as he has personally broke my heart 
in the playoffs a few times playing against the uh, Cowboys. I don't think this game is uh, going to be close. I like the Packers by 10 points at least. Vegas has it as a, as a six-point favorite right now. So we'll see. Um, then we're going to flip it down to Tampa, the L.A. Rams versus the Buccaneers. This is going to be a, a wild one. You know, you really shouldn't bet against Brady I'm in the playoffs. But uh, Tristan Wirfs got hurt. Um, you know, so he's was seen in a walking boot yes. during the game. Yes, with a, uh, a severe sprain. He's their best O lineman. Um, and then also their center. I can't remember his name. Um, his name off the top of my head, but he also dealt with the sprained uh, ankle as well, but was able to finish the game. And uh, uh, Tampa Tom was getting hit. You know, was getting hit. <laughs> you know, so if that O-line, if he doesn't have his O-line going up against Aaron Darnold and uh, Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey out there, and uh, what's his name? Um, the one that came out of retirement. Uh, can't remember his name right now, but uh, he came out of retirement when uh, Jordan Fuller got hurt. To play uh, for the Rams, he um, man, I kind of don't want to bet against Tom Brady, but considering LA is hot right now, I'm gonna go with the Rams. Um, listen, I'm with you on this pick. So far, we've been um. We've been um, on the same boat with the picks, maybe not, you know, on the same boat with the scores. But um, I like the Rams, man. I like the momentum that they have going. This is a chance for Matt Stafford to make his claim because we always known that he was a, you know, he was a good quarterback. But uh, on the brink of eliteness because he hasn't won, you know, he hasn't won the, in the playoffs or, you know, any big games. So now he switches teams. He has a team which is absolutely loaded. Uh, these guys just got Cam Akers back. Uh, they got Odell Beckham Jr. They have Cooper Cup. Uh, man, uh, Tyler Higby, man. They got some They got some guys, man. Um, they got some weapons. They got weapons offensively. And, and to me, the Rams are the most complete team in the NFC. Uh, offensively, balanced out with their defense, um, they're going to be a problem. I think even if um, – Tampa Bay's offensive line is completely healthy. I believe that the Rams' defensive line is going to give them a serious amount of problems, and they're not going to be able to stop Donald and, and Von Miller. Um, you know, Especially if you load them both on the same they're side. Gonna put the, the, the thing about Tom Brady is if you don't, if you don't pressure him, he's going to sit there and he's going to pick you apart. Now, he is one of the best QBs of all time in facing the blitz, but, uh, you know, he – you know. He is getting a little bit older. He doesn't move around the pocket, uh, you know, quite as agile as he used to. The Rams defense is going to pose some big problems for Tom Brady, and that's the reason why I'm picking the Rams. I like the Rams to win this game. All righty, so we got our picks locked in for this divisional round. Our brand-new segment, Take That to the Bank, where we each get something to take to the bank. I'm going to let you go first. 
Well, my take it to the bank is going to be this. Um, there's been a little bit of slide um, with the Golden State Warriors as of late. You know, Clay Thompson returning and everything like that. I know this might upset some of my Bulls fans, but this is my take it to the bank. Um, they're actually not in first anymore in the West, but I tend to think that they're going to be fine. And um, you could take it to the bank that the Warriors will come out of the Western Conference. They're going to win the Western Conference. They're going to have all their horses in the stable. You got Wiseman coming back. Steph Curry has been in the slump for over a month now, and you can bet your life savings that he will not stay in that slump. I like the the uh, you know the Golden State Warriors to come out the Western Conference. All righty, I'm keeping it on the gridiron. I know you love the hardwood more than gridiron right now. But my take it to the bank. My team is out of it. <laughs> <laughs> my take it to the bank is is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's gonna win that uh comeback player of the year. And then on top of that, he's going to the Super Bowl. And I believe it will be Cincinnati Bengals versus the Green Bay Packers in the Super Bowl. And you can take that one to the bank with the Bengals winning. Wow. Bengals Packers? Bengals Packers from SoFi Stadium in uh in LA with the Bengals winning over Green Bay by six. Well, you heard it here. We got the Golden State Warriors coming out of the Western Conference, and we have the Cincinnati Bengals beating the Night King and the Green Bay Packers for their first ever Super Bowl Lombardi Trophy. All right. And uh, with that, we're down to our final seconds of the show. We were going to have this for you last week, but uh, due to technical difficulties, we finally got it working. It is the Wild Play in Sports. There was a a play during the Thomas Worthington and St. Charles game last week, that uh, <laughs> or the week before that, that uh, it was a no goal, but uh, Thomas Worthington head-butted the puck into the net. And it was off of a rebound. <laughs> so, would you consider this be, as being a heads-up play? Yes, I would. Being alert and heads-up. So, uh, go ahead and roll the clip, and uh, you'll be able to see what I was talking about. Pretty funny. One of the players, he shot it from the top of the zone. Bounced off the goalie's pad, up in the air. Thomas Worthington sitting there and just used his head. <laughs> As we said before, that's a heads-up play, and that's what I call using your head. So that was our wild play in sports for this week. And if you, anybody out there actually has a wild play, regardless of what sport it is, send it to us. You know, Tag us in it on our Facebook page at Score on Air. Network, go find in the shoe, tag us in it, and uh, we'll get you your footage out there. Make sure you guys check out our, uh, you know, brother shows. Uh, got Buckeye Bros every Thursday every at seven thirty. Uh, I mean, you got 
that's debatable. You know, uh, you have the fantasy sports show. You have a few other ones. Um, one that's actually on break right now is to the turnbuckle. You know, for all your WWE and uh, AEW fixes. Should be coming back pretty soon with, uh, you know, lots and lots and lots of wrestling stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, thanks for lacing them up and stepping with us in, in the shoe. We'll see. Bye, 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 bye.